Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes lots of other marvellous benefits and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash iron filings. Here we go Here we go Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go This is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Dawson, pow pow pow. I'm Sam Delaney, so what? It's the Twits Odyssey. Um, we're on the last chapter of the Twits now, but you um, have had to delay the beginning of this recording, Sam. I just saw you drinking from your cup of tea there. We've both got our cups of tea that we like to have when we're doing these, but you mm. had a domestic disaster. So, well, uh, because we're doing a bit of recording this morning, um, a few different recordings. Bulk I'd, recording. A bulk record. I, as you know, bulk if, pod. if we've got a few to do... I will bring up a tray, like like an old lady. I bring up a, a little tray with my stainless steel British Home Stocks canteen style um, pot of tea, small metal jug with milk in, mm-hmm. and my strainer and strainer pot. A lot you know, going on there, yeah. Strainer pot, right? You know what that is? It's a special metal pot that you put the strainer on to catch the drips. Yeah. Right? Yeah, good. I've just got so, a mug of tea here. And I have my lace doilies. And also, I like to wear a dress while I'm doing this. Yes. No. So, <laughs> so well, uh, anyway, just before we were about to start recording, I fucking, I, I stood up. I was sat on the edge of the bed. I stood up and the tray of tea was on the floor. Dozy cunt that I am. I kicked the fucking jug of milk over. It's only a small jug, but I've shown it to you on camera, the amount of spillage it caused. It was one of those yeah. things where... The jug must be like the TARDIS because what looks like a small jug of milk mm. poured about what feels like a gallon of milk across the carpet. Like it, now, it looks like an oil slick. We know what they all say. There's no point crying over spilt milk. And I no. didn't cry, but I was very upset because I have spilt milk before. Who were, hasn't? Who were you hasn't? angry with yourself? I was furious with myself. I still yeah. am. Everyone's spilt milk in their time. It's it's one of those things. It's a rites of passage. We've all done it. But what I have never done is spilt milk on carpet before. Mm, but you're right. I Don't think, cry over it. The, the thing to do is jump to action. Well, that's what I've done. ASAP. I, I Googled it. They said, mm. dab it with tissue paper. Standard, yeah. Mm-hmm. Got the bog roll because I was upstairs. Um... Then uh, there was some sort of complicated thing about the ratio of warm water to washing up liquid. But obviously I was in a blind panic. So I just ran. I got a small bowl and just mixed up some fairy liquid and water. I don't think you're going to have too much fairy liquid in that situation, really. Yeah, well, you know me as well. I like to overdo it rather than underdo Mm -hmm. it. Ah, Squeeze, 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 squeeze. 
little bit of water. Right, let's go. It said rub, don't scrub, right, with right, a damp yeah. cloth. I didn't. I don't know where the line is between rubbing and scrubbing. <laughs> I'm there on my hands and knees uh, getting think if you're it. Having to, if you're having to put a bit of elbow grease into it, then it becomes a scrub. It becomes and rub a scrub. feels like a natural sort of motion. To mm, me, yeah, could be gen- wrong. sort of gentle circular motion. Yeah. Uh, so I did that, and then the old classic, which fucking solves everything in the house, right? Bicarbonate of soda. Always, I mean, I'm aware this isn't a life logistics episode, but always, always have fucking shit tons of bicarbonate of soda in I the house. I haven't got any. I haven't oh, got any. Believe mate, that or not. For a man like you, I know. a man who I think is ready for anything, yeah. very much Sunderland's answer to MacGyver, <laughs> right? <laughs> the fact that you have, I'm astonished. You Me need. Too. You need to buy it in bulk from Costco and have it in the garage or something. Have a lockup full of the stuff. Fucking does everything, mate. I cleaned some shelves the other day using it. And the, the metal filter strainer thing in my teapot, which mm. I've talked about a lot, over time, that almost, like, rusts up. And it and it's it's really problematic for, like, you pour the water mm. in, but it takes ages to soak through. So you're there all day trying to fill up your teapot. Well, I was oh, saying God. to my wife, that's it. It's knackered. I'm getting a new fucking teapot. That one, I can't be... I ain't got time to stand around waiting for the tea to, the water to I'm go gonna, in the pot. I, I'm going to take it out of the frat, put it in the sack and smash it up. Ah, it's fucking dead. It's lame. It's dead. It, it's gone. Can we send it to the fucking glue factory? I'm going to get a new one in a new bright colour. Right. And bury the cunt. And she just went, no, it's fixable. I said, it fucking isn't fixable. The metal's fucked. Right. Look at it. Then she comes back and goes, do it now, right, about a day later. By this stage, I'd already researched new teapots to buy, which obviously I was delighted by because it was an opportunity to get a new teapot. Of course, yeah. Uh, and it all lined up, I'm getting that one, I can't wait. It's in a lovely yellow, I've never had a yellow teapot, right? And uh, I'll go lovely that will with the new tablecloth. And she's gone, have a fucking, have a pipe at that, son. I fucking poured it in. It's gone through good as new. I went, did you, bu- did you buy a new filter? She went, no, I fixed that one. Yeah, how did you do that? Are you a witch? For- uh, yeah, you don't want your spells on it. <laughs> She's fucking bicarbonate of soda, mate. She just fucking nuked it oh, with bicarbonate man. and left it overnight. Next day, it's good as new. Mm. Obviously, I was impressed, but at the same time, I was gutted because it kiboshed my plans for a new teapot. A yellow teapot, yeah. 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 I might go out and get some bicarbonate soda as soon as we finish recording this, I reckon. Bye, bye, bye. bye. Who knows where COVID... Between now yeah. and, you know, when the, this supposed um, vaccine comes out, who knows where the country is going to head? And there'll be two types of people, right, as mm. thing, as Brexit kicks in and the economic impact of the, of the virus kicks in and, and the virus continues through winter. There'll be those of us who are well-stocked with bicarbonate and those yeah. of us who aren't. Simple I think it'll be it'll become the next um, desired item when it comes to deranged um, shoppers. It was well, flour, wasn't it, in the first lockdown? But I think bicarbonate, probably in the back of this podcast. <clears throat> you've seen think, Mad Max, right? Yeah. Now in Mad Max, in that sort of future dystopia, they're all fighting over oil in it, petrol, something, something like that. Like that yeah. That, that Mad Max oil. got it half right, but it's not going to be fucking oil, and it's not going <clears> to <throat> be clean water like in Waterworld with mm. Kevin Costner. It's going to be fucking bicarbonate of soda. Bicarbonate of soda, yeah. You heard it here first. Mm. Yeah. 
So um, you've put the bicarbonate soda on it, and is it now just what soaking? We've got up? half an what? hour, so it's about the length of this podcast. Right. After that, I'll be getting my handheld Dyson. By the way, I didn't buy a Dyson. I wouldn't do that because obviously Dyson's a shady cunt. But yeah. it was bought for me as a present, so who am I to not use it? I got myself a Vax handheld last week with me nectar mm. points on the double up that ah. Roland, Roland Bird recommended to us in last week's yeah. episode. How are you uh, getting on with that? It's all right. It's not as, I don't know, it's not as effective as I hoped it would be. Do you find yourself, when you first get a handheld, like when I first got my Dyson, you find yourself craving minor spillages? Craving I do. crumbs, yeah. Well, because it's like sometimes, I got it, and I, I was more or less, walk, when I first had it, I was more or less walking around with it in my hand like a cow, like a gunslinger. Yeah. Right? On a, on a like all times ready. Yeah. Rum, rum. Ready, rum, rum. Yeah. right, and um, it's so annoying because when you want one, every day you're seeing <clears throat> opportunities to use it. And you go, yeah. oh, I need a Dyson, and this is why I need a handheld Dyson. There's been another spillage. I'm, I'm gonna ask Father Christmas for one. Right. This is ridiculous. What am I supposed to do? Pick them crumbs up with my hands, right? <laughs> Suck it up with my mouth, right? And then you get the Dyson, and suddenly. No, no fucking spillages. Yeah. No spillages, right? And yeah. you're fucking desperate for them, and they just don't come. And um, in the end, as for a laugh, I snuck up behind Len and sort of did it on his shoulder. Broom, like that. <laughs> He's never lost his temper at me so badly that he Ooh. did from that. I mean, to yeah. me, it didn't even seem that bad. It wasn't painful. He turned around and he went, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Big talk. By the way, but, I meant to say this on an earlier episode. Lennart, we watched the film Jojo Rabbit. I don't know if you're oh, aware yeah, of it. I haven't around that yet. But it's, yeah, it's I good, enjoyed yeah. it, actually. It had mixed views. Some people loved it. Some people hated it. I really enjoyed it. And it um, got us talking about Hitler, right? Mm-hmm. Me and Len, quite a lot. And I actually have now bought... I've been reading a Hitler book, which is great. Uh, so I've got really into my right. Hitler recently. And obviously, so has Len. And Len said... How did Hitler Hitler die? And he said, someone told me he killed himself. So I said, no, that's not true. Right? And I said, I told him that Churchill killed him. (laughs) In a hand-to-hand combat situation. And then I described the whole story. I said, basically, he was in his bunker and all of his soldiers, all of his guards had been killed. Right? And he started running because he had a secret escape route, right? right? But he could hear someone coming behind him and he ran into the back room of the bunker and he opened the escape route and come round the corner blocking his exit in a wheelchair was Franklin D. Roosevelt. <laughs> and he just went, going somewhere, Mr. Hitler, right? And then Hitler turned around and went for the other door and he was standing yeah. in it, fucking Joseph Stalin. Stalin. Oh, Stalin. No, Stalin. He blocked right. the other one. So then he turned around to the door he came through and it, everyone was quiet and then he just heard click, clock, footsteps coming his way and he's like, oh no, since the footsteps. I said, and then st- a shadow stretched out into the room of a rotund man smoking a cigar, right? And Hitler was like, fuck, I know who this is. And it was fucking Churchill, right? And mm. Churchill walked in holding that machine gun that he has in that famous picture and he goes <laughs> well well mr hitler i suppose we always knew it would come to this and then he's gone really and i go yeah and he said so did he shoot him i went no because hitler took out roosevelt and stalin 
and then turned to Churchill and said, you don't need a gun, let's settle this like men. I said, and fucking Ch- Churchill put said, all right, he put down his gun, Hitler tore off his shirt and was really buff underneath, mm. like he worked out a lot. Yeah. And then Churchill did the same, and he was surprisingly buff. And uh, then they put, took off their shoes and socks, and they had a really long, like, martial arts fight, like in Roadhouse with Patrick Swayze, <laughs> until in the end, uh, Churchill did a fly-in um, roundhouse and kicked Hitler's head off. <laughs> and that, son, is how Hitler died. Yeah, and he do, he believes this? No, no, he no, didn't believe that's it. Good. He, he, that's he good. seemed to find it interesting, mm. but he didn't believe it. And then he went and double checked. He did a bit of research about. I think he googled how did Hitler die? And it's just like, <laughs> yeah, he blew his own brains out, mate. Simple as that. But it is <laughs> nice to think, isn't it, that Churchill killed Hitler? Mm. It is. Or maybe Alf Ramsey. That would have been good. Mm. Where do you think you're going? You're. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking German ape. <laughs> Coming in 2021, the Ramsey Odyssey, possibly. Um, so let's get back to the twits then, because we're almost at the end of it, and we've got the fi- what I think is the final chapter, and it's called The Twits Get the Shrinks. Um, so, of course, what's happened is the birds and the monkeys have been in and they've turned all the furniture upside down, stuck it to the ceiling to make it look like the house is all upside down. Um, and the uh, twits have been glued to the ceiling, heads heads down. And it says, Down here in the horrid house, Mr and Mrs Twit are still stuck upside down to the floor of the living room. It's your, it's all your fault, <laughs> yelled Mr Twit, thrashing his legs in the air. You're the one, you ugly old cow! who went hopping around shouting, we're upside down, we're upside down. And you're the one who sent the stand on our heads, so we'd be the right way up, you whiskery old warthog, screamed Mrs Twit. <laughs> now we'll never get free. We're stuck here forever. And it's quite grim, because in a way, they are kind of stuck there forever. It's, it's actually grotesque what the what the fucking roly-poly bird and what's-his-name, all the chimpanzees Muggle and that. Yeah, and what they've the birds, done to me is totally over the top. Yeah, it's just it's going to be a slow, painful, horrific demise. Yeah, yeah exactly. And I just it's, don't think I just don't think you should. I don't think it's fair that they've resolved to kill this couple, this elderly <laughs> couple. I mean, sure they're flawed, mm. but to be honest, in many ways they're trapped inside a prison of their own making. I mean, just leave. I mean, be happy with your own freedom. Let's just look at who 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 are really the victims in this, right? The birds who they've been eating off the branches in bird pie. Well, yeah. that's nature, you know. That's yeah. what happens. Animals eat other animals. Humans eat animals, and there you go. Yeah, shit, exactly. shit happens. Exactly. The monkeys, the monkeys were living in a cage. All right, ideally, that wouldn't be happening. The monkeys would have their freedom, but you know they were going to be in a circus act. Uh, they would get the adulation of hundreds and thousands of strangers. Yeah. Um, you know, they're not going to be... It's good on his work for a monkey. I yeah. mean, in the, in the monkey employment market, especially in these days, fucking circus was one of the best gigs you could get. I mean, I think the one thing that will downfall this podcast will be our repeated um, positive thoughts about uh, performing animals 
in zoos and circuses. Yeah. That'll yeah. be what brings us down eventually. Maybe some a few years down the that'll line. That'll be the next thing that you get cancelled for when they've run yeah. out of other things. Yeah, yeah. And that'll be our turn. But, mm. you know, the monkeys, they were getting fed. They were getting looked after. All right, they were having to stand on their heads quite a lot. But... Yeah. Fucking the thing is, monkeys. if you want to escape, great, right? Freedom is a great thing, right? As you yeah. and I know, as free men. We are free men of the land. Right, yeah. men who have freed themselves from society's shackles. Yeah, right. and bosses and, there's, and that. There's nothing that feels sweeter than freedom. <laughs> so just treasure that. Don't have the bitterness thing. Uh, freedom's not enough. I also need to see my captors suffer painfully. Yeah. I need them dead. If not, I'll never feel truly mentally free. I've yeah. had awful bosses. So have you. We've talked about awful bosses before. I don't wish death upon any of them. I don't even wish harm upon them, to be honest. No. No. Because they'll get theirs eventually. Karma. It, even that we'll geezer who, sti- who stitched you up at the video shop for that yeah. like receipt you had to run through twice. Yeah. It was it was quite obvious the circumstances of that, right? Of course it but was. But he was looking for an excuse to lay you off. Fine, he was a prick, but what motivated him? It was more to do with him than you. If a man's got that much bitterness and anger mm. and spite inside of him, it wasn't to do with you. He was been he'd been living with that his whole life, which means well, he'd never truly be happy. The thing was, he was following orders as well. He was following orders. It, it came from above. The numbers of staff. <laughs> he wore an earpiece. Yeah. And Sir John Blockbuster was upstairs. Terminate Dawson. But, sir, <laughs> he's a model employee. Find a reason. He's been yes, a vital sir. team member over the Christmas period. <laughs> he's generated more rentals than any other member of staff over the last three weeks. <laughs> Find a way. There must be. Dig some dirt on him. <laughs> His record's spotless. <laughs> Everyone has something somewhere. Keep digging. <laughs> and if you and if I don't find anything, then make something. <laughs> yes, sir. You know the consequences. Yeah, pretty much like that. <laughs> Fucking hell. Sir John Never Blockbuster. Mind. What yeah. a cunt. So but yeah, I don't want him dead. Um he works up the local Sainsbury's now and he often does the late evening shift, so he has to work till ten o'clock every night. That in itself, I think. It's punishment, punishment enough. Because he Takes wants to, to work fucking till do 10. that. Mm. When there's nice stuff on the telly. But um, where were we? Yeah, these monkeys and birds, they've, they've turned savage. And their their plan is to eliminate the twits. <clears throat> I mean, the twits weren't hurting anyone. They, they were existing within their own little bubble. They weren't doing mm. any harm to wider society. Yeah. Um, and obviously, they're a pair of cunts. But, yeah, but you know, like no I say, they are trapped in them. their own fucking hell. Private yeah. hell. Yeah. Jalapeño. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. 
BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Jalapeño. So, I nearly mentioned the jam there, but that would have antagonized you, wouldn't it? The jam? They've got a song called Private Hell. Oh, right. I thought, I thought you were describing the twist scenario has been similar to being in the jam <laughs> where you've got Paul Weller who, who would well, Paul Weller be then would no be... I would say I would say that Mugglewump and is Weller and Roly Poly Bird is, yeah. is Mick He's... Talbot right yeah and, and he Foxton sort of sh- and... and he sh- uh, Bruce Foxton and what's his name the Rick, other one Rick Butler they're Mr. and Mrs. Twitt yeah so Mick you know Mick Talbot's come along and said, mm. with his colourful feathers, and said, yeah. we can have much more fun, much more freedom if we go off and get into sort of jazz soul bit, pop. Bit of soul, bit of jazz. Yeah, jazz soul yeah. pop and, you we know, can, nice... We can do it with a smile on our faces, Paul. Yeah, have a dance around, maybe make a video where we go ponting down a river in Cambridge, something like that. You're not going to do know. that with Bruce and Rick, are you, Paul? Now, Ever. Now, you know what they're like? They go, oh, punt, oh, so rubbish is for girls. <laughs> Come on, there's more to life than this. It is really similar. In fact, yeah. The, look at the timing, mate. 1980, this was read. Yeah, was written. You the jam split up in 1982. 82. I think Weller read this and uh, saw saw which way the wind was blowing. Didn't he, he went. He saw he the went, blueprint. Fucking hell! It, yeah, it changed my life completely. The day I read uh, the twits by Raul Dahl. <laughs> what it did was it um it made me see I am Mugglewump caged right. I'm caged. Occasionally upside down. <laughs> and I thought, no, I need my freedom. But it weren't enough for me to just be free. I needed to metaphorically, at least, glue Rick and Bruce to the ceiling by their heads. <laughs> that's what I did. So that's I'd have never been truly free unless I'd done that. And I knew, God bless them, lovely fellas, but I knew they would never thrive after I'd gone. So uh, it had to be done. I metaphorically glued them upside down and I fucked off with Mick. And, and there we I, go. I, I ain't spoken to them since. I've got nothing against them, but I just like to move forward, you know. <laughs> I've got nothing against them, but I don't ever want to see them again. Ever. I just don't want to talk to them. <laughs> ever. Um, but other than that, good luck to them. Oh, God. I thought it was lovely in that Star Council documentary when they all got back together at the end and did a song. Oh, it's a, it was a tearjerker. Wasn't it just? It was a tearjerker, mate. I do um, that with the jam, would he? Listen, I, I I texted Mick Talbot about it. Did you? Yeah. Do you think that's a bit of a dick move? I just thought Did it was great. Did you remember who you were? Yeah, well, he was really nice to us, wasn't he? He was, And yeah. we had exchanged a couple of texts afterwards anyway. Did right. I tell you this? He said, he said, say hi to Andy. Oh, well, thank you. Fuck, I've only just remembered that. Yeah, I said, I oh, was really great, mate, and you came across really well, and it was a bit of a tearjerker, that thing, at the end. And he said, yeah, it was, he went, thanks a lot. Uh, it had a good impact on a lot of people. Thanks for getting in touch, and say hi to Andy. What's you doing now? And I said, sorry, I've just looked back at my original text and realised that I addressed, addressed you as Mitch. 
<laughs> Mitch Winehouse. <laughs> Dear Mitch Winehouse. <laughs> Sorry, I mistook you for Amy Winehouse. Your Amy would have been so proud of you in that documentary. <laughs> Mate, I think you've got me muddled up with someone else. Uh, it nah. happens a lot, don't worry about it. <laughs> a lot of people think I'm Mitch Winehouse, but I ain't. <laughs> no, I had. I don't know how. And I... I shouldn't have mentioned it really, brought his attention to it, because sometimes people yeah. might make a typo and you say it's uh, a typo. I'm, I'm sure he saw it, but, you know, looked over it and passed it by. Hi, Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Oh, God. Oh, well. Uh, yeah. So, so yeah, so the jam, the demise of the jam is basically blueprinted in this book which mm. came out two years earlier. I mean, 1980 was start going underground. That was sort of, they, they were at their peak and then they began to change a little bit post-1980. Paul yeah. began to get a little bit itchy feet and he started to bring in the soul sort of sound a bit. You can see they were moving away. Yeah. Uh, you're a council. That was my idea. Well, <laughs> I was, let's just say I was the inspiration behind it. Ask anyone, <laughs> right? Go ask Paul Weller. He read it. He read the tweets, which features me as pretty much the main character, right? <laughs> and it's what gave him the idea to break away. But I'm not surprised. I could hear the soul influences increasingly in the jam's output, right? As the <laughs> 70s turned to the 80s. I could see it. The and brass, I thought, aye, aye, it's worked. Yeah, the brass, it had that Motown feel to it, right? And I thought to myself, Paul, you can, you're starting to become aware of horizons way beyond what you have been doing with these lads, it's time to move on. But Bruce and, and Rick, God bless them, they're not technically adept enough to be able to carry out what you want to do. And you're going to yeah. have to do what's happened here with me and Mugglewump. You're going to have to glue their fucking heads to the floor. <laughs> Listen, right, nice couple of lads, but jazz musicians, you must be fucking they joking. Are very much not. You might as well ask them to talk fucking Greek, right? It's not going <laughs> to happen. Plus, I've got all new aesthetic idea. I see you in bolting blazers, right? And get this, no socks, just loafers with bare ankle, right? <laughs> now, that's the sort of thing I can imagine you getting your head round, but those lads, fuck me. Never. They sleep in their socks. The socks <laughs> to men like them, they're sacred. We're not going to get them out of socks, prancing around fucking Paris, drinking a frothy <clears throat> coffee. I see you, Paul. I see you in cycling gear. I see you with a, a lemon pastel sweater with the, the, the arms over your shoulders. Draped over your shoulders, you know, like in Brideshead Revisited, like. I do not see Bruce and Rick like that. I see them in their suits until the day they die. <laughs> and I'm sorry, but it's not going to happen. It's not good enough. Paul, let me ask you something. Do you know what a pont is? No, I didn't think you would, but I'm going to tell you right now. You're going to love it. It's a boat. Right, but instead of oars, you stand up and move yourself along with a massive stick. <laughs> like a washing pole that you it, put under your washing line, like one of it's, them. It's a very invigorating experience. <laughs> Where are we? Uh, yeah, so uh, Mrs Twit says, we'll never get free. We're stuck here forever. Like Bruce and Rick there. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, Mr Twit says, you may be stuck here forever, but not me, I'm going to get away. And of course, Bruce Foxton did embark on a short-lived solo career. Yeah. Uh, he had a, a, a single called Freak, which I think got to about number 25. That's not bad. Was yeah, it any good? Well, it was, not really. It was kind of just on the back of the jam. Did it sound like the jam? Yeah, because he did sing sometimes. on. He did the vocals yeah. on a couple of jam singles, didn't he? Yeah. Didn't he sing, did he sing News of the World? 
I think so, or, yeah. Or did he sing All Around the All One Around the World? One of the ones so, about the world. The world, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Mr. Twit wriggled and squirmed and squiggled and wormed and he twisted and turned and he chogged and, and choggled and churned, but the sticky glue held him to the floor just as tightly R- as it once Rolled really place. fucking squeezing out the word count there. <laughs> yeah. Okay, now, what am I on now? How many have I got left? <laughs> got another hundred words. Right, I fucking stretch this bit out a bit. Think he of was, more words that mean wriggle. And he was still upside down, standing on his head. And it says heads are not made to be stood upon, which is quite true. Unless you're a violent Tell, tell that to Sting when he's up to his old fucking yoga tricks. He's upside down sex. Yeah. Him and um, Judy Styler only have sex standing on their heads. They do, yeah, for seven hours at a time. Uh, it says if you stand on your head for a very long time a horrid thing happens and this was where Mr Twit got his biggest shock of all here we go with so much weight on it from up above his head began to get squashed into his body quite soon it disappeared completely sunk out of sight in the fatty folds of his flabby neck so his body has just basically fucking ingested his own head with the, the weight and the pressure. It's like something from a David Cronenberg movie. It is a bit, isn't it? It's fucking grim. Um, have they ever made a movie of the Twitter? I don't think they have. I don't think you could. Why not? No, you could. Well, you can now. What, see, this bit now? You can see you can't show it to kids. You can't show it to kids. No, they should make it into an 18. Yeah, definitely. Get Cronenberg to do it. If he's still alive. Mm. Um, quite soon it'll disappear completely. This winter... David Cronenberg presents The Twits. (laughs) Quite soon, it disappeared completely, sunk out of sight in the flabby folds of his flabby neck. I'm shrinking, burbled Mr. Twit. So am I, cried Mrs. Twit. Help me, save me, call a doctor, yelled Mr. Twit. I'm getting the dreaded shrinks. And so he was. Mrs. Twit was getting, and he puts the dreaded shrinks in capitals, block capitals. Mm. Mrs. Twit was getting the dreaded shrinks too. And this time it wasn't a fake. It was the real thing. Because, of course, they pretended yeah. to get the shrinks before, didn't they? Those innocent days when they were just playing pranks on each other. Long time ago. Their heads shrank into their necks. Which fucking episode's this anyway? How many of these fuckers have we done? Jesus Christ, this is number That's 17. Fucking hell. Fuck me. There's only um, about eight chapters in the there's book. There's only 86 pages in the cunt. Anyway. <laughs> um, their heads shrank into their necks. Then their necks began shrinking into their bodies. And their bodies began shrinking into their legs. And their legs began shrinking into their feet. And one week later, on a nice sunny afternoon, a man called Fred came round to read the gas meter. When nobody answered the door, Fred peeped into the house and there he saw on the floor of the living room two old bundles of clothes, two pairs of shoes and a walking stick. There was nothing more left in the world of Mr and Mrs Twit. This reminds me of a house I lived in once where we had a a bit of an infestation of mice uh, in the kitchen and they would get under the kitchen unit. So I put some traps down in order to exterminate mm. them. Sometimes we did. But there was, I think, other people in the street had the same problem and they'd poison them, so sometimes they would just die under yeah. the kitchen units and you didn't realise until the smell of mouse oh. decomposition oh. from mouse, the kitchen. Mouse corpse. And then... Good name I for would, a band. I, I would look underneath 
the kitchen unit and there on the floor was a decomposed mouse which had just basically turned to mush. Ugh. Horrible, I know. Horrible. and it's Obviously, this is a children's Ugh. podcast, but that's reality of nature. And I kind of feel like that's what Fred looked at when he looked through the window of the Twit's house. There was nothing more left in the world of Mr. and Mrs. Twit. And then the final line of the book, Sam, and everyone, including Fred, shouted, Hooray! That is horrible. They're dead, and we're celebrating their death. And that is Roald Dahl for you. An absolute piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, what Roald Dahl... I mean, in many ways, what Roald Dahl hates is people, yeah? Mm-hmm. But he hates... I mean, I think he portrays these two as quite common. And I think he's one... I think he's sort of... You know, like the way David Walliams and Matt Lucas made all their comedy, like, basically sneering... At, Grotesquery. Yeah, and it was always sort of sneering, wasn't it, mm. at, like, yeah. ordinary folk yeah, sort of thing who weren't part of a big showbiz elite, right? <laughs> and... I feel Roald Dahl's cut from the same cloth as your Walliams is of this world. Mm. No coincidence that Walliams ripped off his shtick and got Quentin Blake to uh, illustrate his children's books. Is that, is a, is that who does him? Does Quentin Blake do the Walliams ones as well? Yeah, I think it's Quentin Blake. It certainly looks like it's either that or someone doing a good fucking impression of him. Like Billionaire Boy and Gangster Granny and all of that stuff. I assumed it was someone who wanted to be Quentin Blake. I don't think it is. I'm just looking at it now. Oh, yeah. It is? Yeah. Okay, now. Yeah, well, there you go. There's parallels here. Because I I think in the in the work of Roald Dahl, there is similar, you know, there are, there are similar themes, let's say, as there are in the work of David Williams, in that it's sort of spiteful and sneering about certain mm. types of person. Mm. And like we've said, the twits are a couple of idiots, but they're just living their life. They're not really harming people match they're just fucking getting on with their own ridiculous yeah. lives yeah. and he gives them Local a really, really a dis- yeah they are yeah they're, he's giving them disgusting deaths which everyone celebrates and going back to you know your old boss at Blockbuster or anyone who you and I have who, who have crossed you and I in the past mm. yes and there is we a list there's a list of them and we yeah. have the list we share it on a Google Doc yep um, in some cases there are individuals who've crossed us both um, yep. Sometimes there are organisations. And they're on the list us. twice. There are several organisations, including the UN, if you're listening. Yes, you're on both of our lists, and I think you know why. Um, NASA, that's another one. Uh, uh, the Classic Bruce Car Foxton, Club. Rick Butler. Avis. Yeah. And, yeah. of course, Xerox. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's, that's, let's not dwell on that too much. No. But um, how did we get to that? Well, I'm just saying, Roald Dahl, we don't celebrate the demise of any of those people. Mm. We keep them on a list, sure, because we like to keep them under observation. Uh, revenge will occur, but we won't crow about it once it's happened. No, but all this, like, oh, they basically disappeared, and they, their bodies ate their heads, and then their whole bodies disappeared, and everyone mm. cheered. It's a horrible ending to, let's face it, a horrible, horrible book by a horrible yeah. man. Yes, yes. And we've spent 17 weeks... Analyzing okay. it in depth, um, yeah. and I, I hope we've all learned something. As as always with these deep dives, 
we're all yeah. better people for it. I think it's a kind of a bloodletting, an emotional bloodletting for yeah. for us and for you, the listener. Um, or it's like when you you've been you've been in the car mm. and you really need the toilet, mm. but you're stuck in traffic and there's no way of getting to the toilet. And then you get in and you run up the stairs and push other humans, members of your family, out the way. Yeah. And you run into the toilet and then you relieve yourself. Massive piss. And yeah. the feeling that it gives you is one. It's it's a feeling of borderline ecstasy, isn't it? It is, yeah. When you've yeah. needed a piss that badly. Yeah. I think that's the feeling that we've all had from Deep Diving the Twits by Roald Dahl. Yeah. yeah. Like a lovely, gigantic piss after a long car journey. I think that's where we're at. I think that's where we're both at. And um, it's not over yet. Certainly isn't because this edition little, of the um, book that we're both using, and you, if you're reading along at home, you might have a different version. Uh, but our one is the one published in uh, this edition, published in 2007. Right, it's the 2007 edition by Puffin Books, and at the back it has more about the Twits, which is a little bit of backstory and bio mm-hmm. about them, and then. A couple of plugs for other old doll books you can read. We'll probably skip that bit. But then there is Meet Quentin Blake and and A Day in the Life of Roald Dahl. Yes, please. So we'll uh, do them next time. Yeah, these are going to be very special. Yeah. All right, that's it from this one. Thanks for listening. Um, thank you. Th- yes, thank you. <laughs> thank you very much for listening. <laughs> Goodbye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.